0: be seated. The Lord bless you all tonight. You know, we're so grateful to God for his presence in our lives because as Pastor Aaron was saying, how we uh, know that God's protection is upon us and his presence is with us. You know, the word of God says he goes in front and behind and on either side of us. And so we're never alone. We're never alone, and when unforeseen circumstances or challenges come up in our lives, we're not alone. He's with us. He has prepared the way for us, and it is the way through to victory and to blessing and to answer prayer, and so it's an awesome thing, isn't it, to know the Lord and to walk with God through this life. We're never alone. Can you say amen? amen? Amen. Well, we're talking about heart matters tonight. Say, my heart matters. my heart matters. Your heart matters to you, but your heart also matters to your Heavenly Father, to God our Father. Our hearts matter. Our hearts matter to us, but our hearts matter to the Lord as well. You know, the Bible tells us that man looks at the outward appearance but God looks at our hearts. In 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 7, it says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. You know, in our world today, we probably spend a great deal of time in the course of any given day or week, month, uh, considering our outward appearance, doing things for the help of our outward appearance. Uh, And that's okay. But, you know, the Bible tells us that the important thing is the heart. And so with as much time as we consider our outward appearance, I think we are blessed if we also consider the condition of our hearts. And to do that, we go to the Word of God. And that's what we're going to do tonight as we talk about our heart matters. And David admonished his son Solomon. In 1 Chronicles chapter 28 and verse 9, he says, And you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father and serve him with wholehearted devotion. What kind of devotion? Wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches every heart and understands every motive behind the hearts, behind the thoughts. Notice he says, for the Lord searches every heart and understands every motive behind the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, He will reject you forever. And that was David's advice to his son Solomon because he was going to become the king of Israel after his father passed away. And so if that was important for him, how much more is it important for us to know that God searches our hearts? He knows not only the thoughts of our heart, but he knows every motive behind our thoughts. And in the Psalms, David wrote a prayer about having a pure heart. Psalm 51, verses 10 through 12, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a right or steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. And... What a beautiful prayer. It's a prayer, it's a praise all in one. But notice how he says, restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Because, you know, when there's something in our hearts that's not right with God, we lose the joy that we ought to have. But when we get our hearts right with the Lord, as his prayer says, create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me, then that joy of the Lord, the joy of our salvation, can bubble back up and renew us, renew our strength, and just give us that countenance of joy that we're to have. You know, nothing is more beautiful on a woman, and you thought I was going to say a new dress. No, (laughs) nothing is more beautiful on a woman as a smile that comes from the heart. A sincere smile. You know, if you want to make yourself look beautiful, maybe you feel like, you know, you rushed to school or you rushed to work or you rushed to church or you rushed about your duties and what you have on isn't very flattering or very fitting or very colorful or or whatever it is or you're you're having a bad hair day. There are those days. And, uh, you know, but if you, you just put on that radiant smile that comes from the heart, you're going to be beautiful, you're going to look beautiful to people, you'll be attractive, and you'll also lift up your own spirit, your own heart as well, just to put on that radiant smile. You know, really, I've learned that's really what people see. Sometimes I try and go to a little bit of extra effort and, you know, buy something new to wear, something that maybe is a little different than what I normally wear, because I've learned, you know, we kind of all get into patterns of things we like, things we look good, think look good on us. And then before we know it, maybe we always look the same. At least I think that's my issue. Because sometimes I put on something new, and my husband doesn't notice anything. He doesn't say anything. But I've noticed this. If I'm happy and I'm smiling, that's what he notices. And, you know, then he looks at me says, what's up? You know, like... You know, I've got something to tell him. I said, no, I'm just happy. So it's important, I think, to know that our hearts are not just important to us, but our hearts are important to God. So what's our first point tonight, Jessica? God's heart of love. So our hearts
1: matter, but first we'll talk about God's heart. And his heart is love. So the word shows us his heart. So we'll look in 1 John 4, 7 through 21. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world, that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. We know that we live in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in him and he in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. In this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment because in this world we are like him. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And he has given us this command, whoever loves God must also love his brother. So the love, agape love, comes from God. And that's the only way you can have that kind of love. I think the world tries to substitute it or their way of doing it, but they fail and that love can only come from God.
0: Right, because we know human love has its limits and um, if we're honest with ourselves when we just operate in human love, uh, it has its limits And but when we reach down deep into that born again heart of ours where the Lord lives by his spirit then there's that unconditional never failing love so even when we find ourselves, either through word or deed, getting a little bit out of love, mm-hmm. then we feel that, that conviction, that correction in our hearts and know, no, it's, I, I can walk in love here too. Right, yeah, not on our own strength, but exactly. yes, <laughs> like exactly. through God. And
1: we know God's heart by his love, which is poured into our hearts. So his heart is love, and that's how our hearts should be. And then in verse, uh, go back to verse 16, God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. So that's how we see and experience
0: his love is being in him. Exactly, exactly. So that that love of God that the Bible says he shed abroad in our hearts is in our hearts too. And so that's how we know God. Mm -hmm. That's how we know his heart. And that's also how he knows us. And it's also how we learn to operate as believers in this life and on this earth uh, with our family, friends, coworkers, uh, people we have anything to do with. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was going to
1: Um, my example I was trying to think of an example about walking in love and I was like well I could do a family one but you know at the end of the day they're so lovable like I'll I'll always love my children and my husband but the it's the ones that are harder to love. The difficult people. That you know it takes a little more more to love them and so I was trying to think um, some of the hardest moments I've had was in high school and college the group projects because Oh. oh my gosh that's, that's what it's about. It makes me sweat thinking about it. <laughs>
0: and then <laughs> in too.
1: college especially, because I was in mechanical engineering, it was mostly guys, and most of the teachers like to spread out the girls, and so we'd be like, oh, we're with all the guys again. And I specifically remember one project sitting in the computer lab at TCU, and I was about to tell these two guys that were hard to love <laughs> how it was. And then I remember just pausing, and... I just had to let, like, the Holy Spirit just kind of move over me, and then I was able to finish the project with them. But it's, you know, it's my next point is God's heart of love is seen through us. Mm-hmm. And if we're showing hate, they're seeing hate, and then they know, well, Jessica's a Christian, and she keeps saying she goes to church, but, man, she can be really rude, you know? Exactly. <laughs> so, it's a, you know, it's a fine line of I don't want to be pushed around, but right. I'm not going to be the person pushing other people around either so you know you
0: have to have that love and be able to work with people (laughs) right well and then if we're honest unless you're one of those uh, super blessed people and have no difficult person in your life (laughs) all of us have had at least one difficult person in our lives that we have had to learn to walk in the love of God toward and uh, it's never easy because it's not easy in the flesh but it's possible because of his love in our hearts and you know i think uh, sometimes i would think to myself well nobody else appreciates this nobody else even sees this or notices what i'm doing here but God sees, and He notices, and He's got me covered here. And He, He, one day He's going to do for me what I'm doing for this person, mm-hmm. even though they don't they don't really deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've all had those moments. No one
1: notices.
0: Exactly. Exactly. But,
2: but I was jump in there and say that we think nobody sees us, but mm-hmm. I mean, your kids are always watching. So yes. So tell a story about my mom, Pastor Sue, is that there was a difficult person in her life that I saw her show grace and love and mercy to time and time again. And it's an extended family member, which you can't really ever shake those people, right? <laughs> Whether it's holidays or get-togethers or just phone calls. But, you know, there's times where I learned... Uh, patience and forbearance from watching her live through life and how she would always respond and with kindness even when someone wasn't kind to her and that was just a model for me and reminding me on okay you know god's word yes we go to church but we live it out you know and uh, how we love each other and how we treat other people. It doesn't say only show kindness to those who are kind to you. Only love on those who show love to you. Only talk nice to those who talk nice to you. I mean, and she showed me how, even though I'm sure there were times when she felt anger rising up in her where I thought, well, that was kind of rude, or that wasn't very nice, or why why would somebody act that way? She always was patient and kind and chose loving words and it was, I think, the biggest model for me. Mm
0: -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. So, that is an important point, though, that sometimes we we do feel like that nobody sees, but Christina is right. There's always someone that sees, and the most important people, if you have children, of course, would be your children, but God sees. God Mm -hmm. sees it all.
1: Yeah, well, and if we, it's the world that acts like that, where it's well, I'm going to be nice because you're nice to
0: me. All right. Well,
1: you know, that's easy to do. Well, and then
0: <laughs> Jesus deals with that in another passage we're not going to deal with tonight, but he says, well, then what's your reward? Right. Because you're only doing good to those who will do good to you. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, and then um, to go back to 1 John 4:12, no one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, mm-hmm. God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. So that's what the loving one another that we can see is important. Yes. So,
0: yes. And for for the moms, which y'all are dealing with that now, I'm not. I'm a grandma, so it doesn't matter to really to me how how badly they act at my house. <laughs> yeah, I just, she just has a party, I, and I get ticked off. I, I sugar them up and say, "Okay, you can pick <laughs> them up now." But uh, you know, our children. You know, sometimes uh, as a parent, you know, you you can get really frustrated or even angry at the behavior of your child. But you uh, have to remind yourself that this is a child that you are teaching, you are training, you are helping them to model themselves after the Word of God. And so even in that, we have to reach deep down into our hearts, but then into the Word of God to know what our uh, behavior should be. And sometimes it means, you know, running to our closet or somewhere and getting our own act together before we deal with that situation or that child or speak to them. So that even our tone of voice, you know, even if your words aren't wrong, your tone of voice can be deadly. And so it's, I'm, not, I'm not, and I don't mean your voice shouldn't be serious when it needs to be serious or strict. But sometimes, you know, it can, it, it can be cutting and a tone of voice shouldn't be that way with a loved one.
2: Right, yep. And I think uh, importantly too with even ourselves and children is our words that we speak over them become their inner voice. Mm-hmm. So they grow up thinking those things about themselves mm-hmm. or it becomes their inner speak, what they speak about themselves, what they say and then they turn around and say it to siblings or mm-hmm. friends or that's just what they believe about themselves. So don't speak out of anger like Pastor Sue said, you know, take a few minutes, compose yourself and discipline, correct in love
0: mm-hmm.
2: when we have to. Because um, that'll make all the difference in a child's life. Speaking to them sometimes harshly or in anger can become something they'll always remember mm-hmm. and really affect, affect with how they see themselves or how they speak to themselves. Yeah. Uh, so point number two, let's talk about our hearts. And our hearts, our attitude comes from our heart. So you ever have, you know, a rough time or a difficult person you're dealing with? We have to watch and guard our hearts, most importantly. And how do we do that? Um, things we're watching, listening, reading, or even just the people who are around as women. Mm-hmm. You know, if we were, we're around someone who's just a downer, they bring us down, they talk negatively, and we feel that ourselves. Mm-hmm we are saying those things to ourselves or our attitude changes, that's just something we have to be on guard about. Let's go to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I'm sure most of us, we we know this scripture, um, but let's go ahead and read that because every time I read this, uh, I always say this to my girls, is trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Not on our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge him and he makes our path straight. So when we can't figure something out, when we're frustrated, or when we try to do everything ourselves, he's the one we go to every day in prayer, reading the word, studying his word, he makes our path straight. And there are times, even in dating girls, I mean, you can try to make something happen and it's just not right. And you've you've done all you can, you've tried, you've made the efforts, but that's just not God. God's not in that, or in that relationship. So it's smart to know when to end that relationship. And don't always try to fill that void in your life, you know, Mm -hmm. you have to let God be able to work. And if you're always with Mr. Wrong, Mr. Right, um, is never going to present himself or he's already passed you by mm-hmm. and so you just have to not be afraid to let that void be there Amen. Yeah. and let stop filling it with all the wrong things but let him fill it with the right thing That's with the good. right person yeah. um, when our heart is right our mind our words and our actions will follow so confession is a big part of our hearts being right mm-hmm. You know, the words that we're saying, the things that we're feeding into our everyday lives, it it matters. Uh, Let's read Proverbs 4, and let's go to verse 20. My son, pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to a man's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart, for it is a wellspring of life. Put away perversity from your mouth, corrupt co- keep corrupt talk from your lips, let your eyes look straight ahead, fix your gaze directly before you, make level paths for your feet and take only ways that are firm. Do not swerve to the right or to the left, keep your foot from evil. So above all else here, guard your heart. And I think this is important um, for (laughs) um, moms with girls, so I'll just speak from having girls and being raised by Pastor Sue, having lots of nieces, that (laughs) girls are very tender in their hearts, so guarding our hearts. And, you know, it's just something that we just have to speak life into our girls, that they know how loved and how treasured and how beautiful that they are and how that they deserve the very best in life Mm -hmm. and that they not be, you know, all about the romance. You know, the romance in the movies, it comes and it goes and it fades, but anybody that's been married um, more than, let's say, two or three years knows that the romance is something you have to work towards. You know, you don't always hear the music when you kiss, and (laughs) you do the daily activities together, the what's this week, what sport are we in now, what season is this, you know, who's doing the drop-off and the pickups and the the potty training and, you know, just the everyday. But the romance is found in um, in my husband going out and chopping wood to feed the furnace that heats our home. You know, I've been teaching the girls, you know, do you see that? That's love right there. That is love that dad's out there and he is chopping the wood from the fallen trees and he is feeding the furnace that heats our
0: house. And yes, if you're wondering, they really do that and why in God's name they want to be pioneer people, I don't know. But they love it, so. Yeah, they picked it. They They picked picked it. We do absolutely actually love that. Um, But that's
2: love. So I point that out to the girls is that's your dad's way of showing us love. You know, producing. You know, um, if you have your husband and he's working a lot, and I know sometimes that's hard and that's frustrating, but point that out to your kids that that's love right there. He is loving your family. And, um... Emma was too young to remember but Derek would work you know nights holidays weekends that's just the scheduling he had when he was starting out and then when we had Riley he One night leaned over to me and goes, is this what it's really like? You're really up every two hours with the baby and nobody's sleeping. And the only one who sleeps is the toddler down the hall. I said, yes, this is what it's really like. Sometimes they don't know. And God blessed them. That's not their job. You're mom. You know. So as Pastor Sue said, don't feel like you're unseen. God Mm -hmm. sees you. And sometimes the husbands see you. But, you know, we do things out of love and we have to guard our hearts, not to get bitter, not to feel like we're the only ones that are doing it, but encourage each other up as women, lift each other up, help, be a helping hand with other moms, but guard our hearts, because we put away perversity from our mouths, keep corrupt talks from our lips, fix your eyes straight ahead, you know, focus on your family and your goals for your family, Mm -hmm. and don't get your gaze off on, sometimes just, focusing on other things that aren't important, yeah. right? And focusing on your goals for your, your family and your house. Matthew 12 and verse 33, make a tree good and its fruit will be good or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you who are evil say anything good? For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. And the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. But I tell you that men will have to give account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted and by your words you will be condemned. A loving, cheerful heart is right with the Lord and is demonstrated by walking in love and speaking the truth in love not with fake words or pretense. So we always know someone by the words that they speak, because that's the, out of the overflow of our hearts. So I, would, I my example for that is really that you ever have, uh, if you have a little person in your house, my mom and I were laughing about this today because Emma was helping dress my mom for tonight. She did good.
0: <laughs> I look different, right? Yeah. <laughs> Tell them what she said. Yeah, she said, Grandma, Please wear this sweater. It will make you look happy. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I need this. Apparently, today. but I
2: think it's really, it's really sweet in a way that they are very honest with their words. Oh, yeah. And so they they parrot the things. If you have little ones, you know, they parrot the things that they've heard. So out of the good that's stored up in your heart, good things come out of your mouth. And if evil stored up in your heart, evil things come out of your mouth. So. Oh, we have that still small voice inside the Holy Spirit. If you ever get a check in your spirit, Mm -hmm. if you ever think my kid said something that's just not right, then you as mom, you know that. So you investigate further. You make sure that they don't have access to things or that someone's not speaking death into their life, but speaking life into them or you're on guard, really, for whether it's technology, whether it's friends, whether it's other influences, that you know that they are being built up in the way that you want them to live their lives. Proverbs 15.30 says, A cheerful look brings joy to the heart, and good news gives good health to the bones. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know from... um, my, my mom, she would always just say, um, when you're, one of her big tips for marriage was when your husband comes home, be happy to see him. Even if the house is a mess, you're a mess and you feel like nothing's gone right that day, be happy to see him because he's coming home with the cares of the world. Right. And I think that's true. Even if you work and you're taking care of the house, you're picking up the kids, you're making the dinner, you're doing all the things that, that that it breathes life into the marriage, that you see each other and you're not like, where have you been? Do you even know how long I've been here with your children? (laughs) Help me. (laughs) And then, you know, not that you don't have those days and that's honest, but
0: that you greet him and you're cheerful and it gives him that cheerful spirit. And you could do the same thing by throwing your arms around his neck and saying, I'm so happy you're here, it's all yours. (laughs) And then you run, take your bath. (laughs) That too.
2: I always say, it's daddy time. We're so excited.
0: <laughs> but a cheerful
2: look brings joy to the heart, and good news gives health to the bones. So on the reverse side, you know, a, a terrible look makes mm-hmm. other people feel terrible. Yeah, yeah. And that words of negativity just mm-hmm. kind of drain you. Yeah. So Proverbs 15, 7, 7, Proverbs seventeen twenty two says, a cheerful heart is good medicine, mm-hmm. but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. So we're drawn to people that are cheerful. Right. Their countenance is cheerful. They're happy. Obviously, colors are a big deal. And whose
0: responsibility is it to make us cheerful?
2: Ourselves. I mean, really, not to be dependent. And that's another key for dating. I think so many times um, you may be thinking, I want somebody to make me happy.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm.
2: And. (laughs) As you, as you know after being married and having kids that's just just not how it's going to work right he's not responsible for making me happy and i'm not responsible for making him happy the our happiness our joy comes from our relationship with the lord exactly and then who who is
0: supposed to be our source lord god, god is supposed to be our source so if we'll look to him we'll never be disappointed But it's always when we look to people, and sometimes even to each other, as wonderful as we are to each other, we get disappointed, don't we? Right. And we've got to love ourselves first
1: before we can love someone else. I think a lot of girls miss that. Yes. And they don't have that confidence. They don't have that, like, stability by themselves. Yes. And that comes from the Lord, but they also have to choose to, like, love themselves. So important. Mm -hmm.
0: So important yeah because if you if you have not learned to love yourself then how can anyone else learn to love you mm-hmm. and because it's the way you put yourself forward that lets someone know whether or not you deserve to be loved or you deserve to be abused so Amen. that's something you do that for very yourself good.
2: you keep yeah. going on that okay i think so many times as women we allow behavior yeah uh, dating relationships friendships and we think for some reason that we deserve that. Yeah. But if there's a girl here tonight, I would tell you that you don't. You yeah. don't have to put up with that. You don't deserve that. Yeah. And you have to remember who you are in Christ. And you say, no, enough of that. Yeah. That's not how I deserve to be treated. <laughs> Riley, three and a half, said, the little boy pulled my hair in class. <laughs> and I said, really? What did you do? She goes, I was mad Then I cried. (laughs) (laughs) Then I said, well, next time you tell that little boy, you stop. And I said, you do not ever have to allow the little boy to pull your hair. She goes, I know it. <laughs> she was, she, she she's was playing it in her mind, her mind. Like, like she should have told them. You know, and who knows why little boys pull little girl's hair. Because they
0: like them. They like there. <laughs> he's in her.
2: She's in his way. You know, who, he's trying to get her attention. Who knows? This I is all common. But yeah, to yeah. know she does not have to put up with a little boy pulling yes. her hair. That yes. is not Okay. But, you know, even words, mm-hmm. you know, don't ever let a man, boy be demeaning to you or your girls. Yes. Treat them co- teach them confidence yes. in how to treat themselves. And if they treat themselves well yeah. and girls know they're loved, they're less likely to put up with the nonsense. Yes.
0: Yeah. Good point. Good point.
2: Uh, Proverbs 27:19 says, as water reflects a face, so a man's heart reflects the man." So you really know a man's heart. And girls that are dating, I would say that if you want to know a man's heart, you watch Mm -hmm. how he spends his money, how he treats others around him, how Mm -hmm. he treats the girls in his life, sisters, mothers, grandmothers, coworkers. You know, is he always flirty? Is he always putting on a show? Is he always texting down here or Mm -hmm. erasing his text messages? Or is he always um, just distrustworthy? Yeah. And where you say there's something off about that. Listen to those, those inklings because your gut, your that Holy Spirit inside of you, you know whether something's right or something's just off. Mm -hmm. Matthew 5, 8 says, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. So I'm going to give it to Pastor Sue.
0: Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So our third point is to have one heart with God, one heart. You know, because we we have the heart of God. We know the heart of God by His Word, but we have the heart of God in us by His Holy Spirit. Once we're born again, He gives us His Spirit, so we have His heart. Second Timothy chapter one and verse seven in the King James version says, "For God has not hath not given us the spirit of fear." but of power and of love and a sound mind. And I love this verse of scripture because it has gotten me through some rough spots in my life. Sometimes a healing challenge, a health challenge, sometimes a different type of challenge. God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. So whatever situation we might at times find ourselves in, if that, if that fear wants to take a hold of your heart, you don't let it. You quote the word of God to it, and you say, God hasn't given me a spirit of fear. God's given me a spirit of power. He's given me a spirit of love, and he's given me a spirit of a sound mind, a sound, discerning, unshakable mind that is based in the word of God. And so a lot of times if we make wrong choices or do wrong things, it's out of fear. It's not out of faith. And so we remind ourselves at those times that we don't have a spirit of fear, but we have a spirit of power, the power of God. We have a spirit of the love of God, filled with the love of God, and we have the spirit of a sound, unshakable mind. Mm. And so, you know, watch your confession. I, I I try my best to watch what I say about myself. You know, I, I have... times said it but I try never to say it again and that is I never say I'm confused I never say I'm worried I never say I'm anxious I never say I don't understand because that would be contrary to the word of God and and if I need wisdom I go to James chapter 1 it says if any of you lack wisdom let them ask of God who gives wisdom without finding fault so you know we have to base our lives on the word if we want to have a word-blessed life and so I remind myself so we need to remind ourselves and I know in the course of our lives all of us face difficult challenges and times where we may might have to make decisions quickly do it based on the word of God don't do it out of fear do it based on the word of God you go to the doctor he gives you a diagnosis You know, and all of a sudden, fear wants to grip your heart. But you have to fight the good fight of faith and not let it. And you, you get in your car, you, you get somewhere, and you start quoting the word to yourself. Well, I'm not going to do anything out of fear because God's not given me a spirit of fear. He's given me a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. And so God's going to lead me into my answer, into the right decision, and I'm going to be victorious. No matter what man might say, I'm going to be victorious. Mm-hmm. And that's just how we need to approach the challenges of life with the word of God that you know God sees our heart but God just doesn't see our heart he knows our hearts he even knows the thoughts behind the motives behind the thoughts of our hearts well, and that's why we have to combat thoughts
1: with words yes because those thoughts can keep coming yes and the words out loud fight yes. it better than other thoughts, yes. so you have to keep saying it out loud,
0: saying it out loud, thank you yes. for me, reminding me of that, because if you say it out loud, then you're not just hearing it with your ears, but then it's like resonating through your whole body and into your heart yes. as well, and has great power. And
1: I was going to add another thing to that we try to not say is I'm tired.
0: Yes, that's and a big one.
1: Yes, recently one. I follow this one woman on Instagram. She's kind of inspirational to me. Like she has this business and all this stuff. Well, she had posted all the stuff she had done, and she's <laughs> like, I have so much energy, and she's on the um treadmill, and I was like, you know, I don't think I've ever said, I have so much energy. I don't think that's ever come out of my mouth. So I I had sent it to a friend, and I said, I'm going to add that to my confession, because I I don't think I've ever said that. That is
0: so great. I I don't think I've ever said that. Just not
1: natural, like, I have so much energy. I was like, well, okay, I received okay. that. Like, uh, that is great. Yeah, so I was I'm like, gonna well, I'm going to add that. Yeah, yeah, I have so much energy. That's awesome. But, That's
0: so, yeah, I mean, we,
1: yes, it's a new one. But we've always, you know, been careful not to say that we're tired. Right. Because then, you know, that affects your appearance. It affects your it body. Does. And you don't
0: have to say it but once or twice, and it shows up on the outside. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it shows up fast. So we, we really do try not to say that. That is awesome. That's great. Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 to 40. Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Say, All my heart. heart. And with all your soul. Say, All my soul. And with all your mind. Say, "All All my mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and prophets hang on these two commandments: love the Lord with all your heart. Now it's become fashionable in recent days for even some famous preachers to say that's impossible to do. Well, if Jesus said to do it and somebody says it's impossible to do, you've you got a choice there. you can believe Jesus or you can believe the devil. And the devil does times speak through people, you know um, and so that's just the way it is jesus said to do it so i can do it jesus said for us to do it so we can do it and we don't do it in our own strength because if we're born again then we have his spirit of love and grace and mercy and kindness at work in us to enable us to love the lord our god with all our heart all our soul all our mind and even to love our neighbor as ourselves. In other words, never to do anything to someone that we would not want done to ourselves. And this is, this is a real uh, checkup from the neck up because, you know, if you ever wonder about your decision or decision you're going to make or an action you're going to take, just ask yourself, well, would I want someone to do this to me or for me? And if the answer is no, well, then maybe it's something you ought not be doing and something I ought not be doing. Salvation has made it possible for us to have one heart with God. Say, I can have one heart with God. So he's in us and we're in him. And Romans chapter 10, verses 8 through 13 says this. What does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart, that is the word of faith we are proclaiming, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. As the scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. That is good news. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly, richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Can you say amen? Amen. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And so good word tonight. Enough word that we can encourage our hearts in the Lord because he is with us. is for us, but more than that, his heart is our heart. Our heart is in his hands. We have one heart with God when you're born again. Let's all bow our heads this evening for a moment of prayer. And perhaps you're here tonight or you're watching, and you would say, Pastor Sue, I want to have that kind of heart, a heart for God and a heart that he dwells in by his Holy Spirit. I want to know his salvation and I want to know his love and his grace. And so tonight is your opportunity because we just read the verses in Romans chapter 10 and that if we confess with our mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, will be saved and so that's our opportunity tonight so as heads are bowed this evening if you're here and you want to pray a prayer prayer, committing or recommitting your life to the lord jesus christ just raise your hand no one's looking around i'll see it and then we're going to pray well perhaps you're watching by television or uh, online somehow i know we have dear people from our Elam Church in Kenya and all around the world watching. And we bless all of you people around the world and all of you women and those watching. And if there is anyone watching, we're going to pray that prayer of salvation right now. Let's all pray together after me. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for the opportunity to give you my life. In times gone by, I've done my own thing but tonight I turn and I repent. I repent of my sins, and I thank you for forgiveness. Your word says that when I repent of my sins, you remove them from me as far as the east is from the west. And I thank you that you do it in my life. I commit myself to read your word to live for you, to attend your church where your word is preached. And I thank you, Father, that your Holy Spirit is now dwelling in my heart. I'm saved, I'm born again, and I'm filled with the Spirit. The Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, the Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you his peace. If you pray that prayer, we'd like to hear from you. You can write us and the address will be on the screen. You can let us know about your salvation experience and we'd like to send you pastor's book, God's Very Own Child. And we'll rejoice with you that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life in heaven. God is so good. He loves us so much. You know, he sees me, he sees you, and that's what's important for all of us to remind ourselves every day in the nitty-gritty times, in the disappointing times, in the tear-filled times, in the tired, we're not saying that, and the, and, and the I've got, I don't have so much energy, but I know I will have it coming times, <laughs> or however you want to say it, In those moments. When you're bone weary and you fall asleep on the floor by your baby's crib with your hand up there just so they feel your presence and God help them stay asleep. Or whatever it might be or perhaps loving someone that is difficult, that is difficult for you or for me to love. Uh, God sees everything and he sees our hearts and he encourages us, he strengthens us and he gives us the energy to do everything We're to do, and he's called us to do, and he blesses us in it. Can you say amen?